which 24 is a baby. A baby. A baby. Oh, do we know our right from left? Hell fucking no. Ass from elbow, no clue. What's wrong with that, yeah? Hello. Hello. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Welcome back to another episode of Just One. Woo. Tonight we're drinking Just One Neon Bear Hug. And we really are going to have just one because this is 7%. And it's an IPA. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to like it. <laughs> well, okay, cheers. We're going to find out. Cheers. Oh, I don't hate that. Ooh, it's a little strong. Duh. Happy? Happy or malty? I get the words confused. Oh. I don't know. This It kind of reminds me of last week, but like a little, a little stronger. Yeah, a little more hop. Yeah. Yeah, it probably is hop. This is one that I think... Obviously, I'm going to drink this one, but I think even if I was out, I would only have one. Yeah. Like, I could not down these. For multiple reasons. Yep. It's heavy. There's a lot of alcohol. Not a lot, but more than the average person should drink What do you beer. think 7% equates to in, like, liquor? Mm. What do you mean? Like, I don't know. Like, how many, sh- like, I mean, I know alcohol is, like, whatever, 40%, whatever, a higher yeah. percentage, right? But, like, you're drinking 7%. What would that be like? Okay. A sip of a shot? No, you know what confuses me? Like, how does that work? Like, if alcohol content, if it says, like, the bottle's, what? Like, wine's 12%, mm-hmm. but do you have to drink the whole bottle for it to be 12%? Okay, now that you say it like that, I think that it's, like, you say you take a shot, you'd be taking, like, a shot of 12% alcohol, where if, like, you take a shot of beer, that's a shot of 7% alcohol, no matter if you have, like, a shot or a full cup. Hmm. So... Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I think. Because imagine if you drank like a pint of vodka. Right. Death. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, also, speaking of that, I feel like, so as everybody knows, I've been going to weddings up the wazoo this month. So I had my second one last weekend. I have another one this weekend. Open bars at both. Amen. What is the phenomenon behind not being able to get drunk at weddings? And it's not like I was sober, let me be clear. Hmm. But I wasn't like hammered on purpose not really I kind of think it's like everyone's kind of like on that lovey-dovey high there's, there's usually lights right on the it's dance like floor simulation yeah and the music's <laughs> pretty loud and you're with your friends having a good time yeah because I'm like I was just in New Orleans it was a beautiful wedding gorgeous open bar and the bride's cocktail was a yellow hammer because she also went to Alabama roll tide um and it was delicious but that's a strong drink and I was not taking them lightly mm-hmm. I get it yeah and I, I bet just you weren't I feel like I've definitely been way more drunk than that in my life mm-hmm. <laughs> but <Sorry>. still <laughs> there's a bug attacking Micah oh my gosh <laughs> sorry what tuned in out to get yeah her. it was right on my nose but yeah open bar at weddings obviously I think that's a must I love when people do that but I do feel like there's like a can't get drunk phenomenon yeah huh I actually know exactly what you mean. I also feel like our bodies maybe push back a little bit. It's like, that's not the environment. You don't want to be that one. Right. You don't, no one wants to be that person at the wedding that got too drunk, stumbled back, threw up somewhere they shouldn't have, you know? It's like, yeah. I feel like all of our subconsciouses think that. Tuning in. Yeah. yeah. Actually, both weddings that I went to, ne- nobody was, like, there's nobody that's sticking out to me that was like, oh, that person was drunk. Nice. See? That's ideal. Yeah. And this one was, but we all love the, a story. there was potential because it was in New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was so fun. That's awesome. Okay, 
wedding traditions I like when people do like they have like the traditional things but this was a New Orleans wedding so they did a second line have you ever heard of that never okay so it's literally and I'm probably going to describe it like not as thorough as I should because I just learned about this but it's they typically go from the church to the reception like you walk the whole way through the street but they didn't do that they just did it through the reception hall because it was so hot Mm -hmm. um but it's so the first line is a band and the newlyweds and it's a it's New Orleans so it's like a big jazz band and they were so good mm-hmm. and then you kind of like rally into the reception so instead of like a, an introduction like kind of like a typical wedding they did the first or the second line in yeah. and the second line is like everyone else that's celebrating them so they handed out these little handkerchiefs and you literally like dance around the couple and the band like swinging your handkerchiefs and it's just like a big everybody's celebrating it mm-hmm. was the coolest thing that is so fun i loved it and that apparently it's in new orleans crazy. yeah new orleans tradition yeah. it was crazy that's so awesome see how do you find out about those things so i have no idea you know like do they live there the people yes that's fun yeah so the more you know yeah but it was <laughs> it just one of those things. yeah it was one of the most gorgeous weddings and it was my best friend's little sister so i sob cried during her dance with her dad oh naturally <laughs> yeah Aw, that's so awesome. Yeah, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I got my tarot cards read. Oh. On Bourbon Street. You must tell. <laughs> on Bourbon Street. So I sat down. That was our goal. It was like, we're going to go to Bourbon Street. We're going to get our tarot cards read. So it's like 2 o'clock in the morning. We sit down, get our tarot cards read. I loved her. Mm-hmm. Loved her. She was spot on. You sit down, and she's like, what do you want to focus on? And I was like, I want to focus on career and relationships and then anything else that comes up, obviously. Of course. So you pick six cards. You put your little gems on them turns them over she explains everyone to you and like how they go together it was a long reading which I really enjoyed but mm-hmm. it was all spot on like I feel like it gave me like good clarity of like things that I am thinking about and I know some people don't believe in this type of thing but I do and so it really Absolutely. resonated yeah really resonated and then the craziest part so she said a lot that I really loved um so, like I was going through like a healing era and I'm like coming out on top of that like from my relationships which is so true and she was talking about how she can tell that I'm in touch with the universe and I like to manifest and that like she's feeling that from my aura. And she was like, what color do you write in your journal with? And I said, I don't know, like a black pen. She's like, no, what color do you think you should use? And I was like, um, purple. That's what came to mind. Kid you not, the bar behind me starts playing purple fucking rain. Purple rain. And then I go, we went to the strip club. (laughs) Right after. And I'm signing the check. The pen, mm-hmm. purple. Oh, please tell me you took it. Fuck yeah, I did. Oh. <laughs> Had to take the pen. And I just went and bought a purple pen. So now if you see me, I will not be writing in anything other than purple forever. <laughs> <laughs> purple everywhere. Yes. You know, and that's the best color anyway. So I'm glad that that's the color of the pen. Absolutely. And you're journaling. Have you done it? Oh, yeah. Past couple days? Of course I did. Good. Yeah. As you should. Got home and did it right away. This can's purple. This beer can's purple. Oh, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's everywhere. So now I'm for sure going to make a, an appointment for me and Micah to do it because I loved it so much. I like really want you to experience it. I need it. Mm-hmm. I need. Yeah. On the list. About that. Yep. Absolutely. Love it. Woo. Okay. Well, speaking of being told your future, <laughs> let's go to today's topic. We are going to talk about the different phases of life that we all have. Life journeys. We talk about our own more so. (laughs) Our own experiences. Let's start from the beginning. Yeah. So like, we'll we'll go through the chapters. The chapters of life. Yeah. And like the timelines that people kind of, I would say like force on you, but it's like stereotypical timelines Mm -hmm. of life. Absolutely. So when we're kids, I mean, we've 
talked a couple episodes ago kind of briefly about like our dream jobs that we want it's like I feel like even as a kid it's like I feel like a lot of us we just naturally kind of picture what our future lives are gonna be what they're gonna look like what they're gonna look like and so I don't know it's like what it's like at one point it's like I'm saying I'm gonna be a doctor there's other times it's like I joke I'm like oh I want to be like a professional dancer but you know it's like there's times you really debate that it's like is that the career path you want or is that like where you're gonna end up how would that look if that was your career in the future mm-hmm. so I don't know it's like I wonder I'm trying to think of like what in middle school I would have wanted to do actually I guess that I did want to be a doctor until I felt like I was going to pass out and then I was kind of scared I was like and then what am I going to do like what do I enjoy doing Mm -hmm. but then I feel like you start getting ideas kind of from like I don't know if like tv shows kind of it's like you watch Grey's or you start watching CIA shows or whatever and that's when you're like hmm I could be an agent one day or something or like police officer or whatever you want to be oh yeah and then you get to call so you have these like little ideologies and then you get to high school when you're supposed to start thinking about colleges right and I feel like for me that's when I really started picturing my future is when I had to start deciding because of course when you're like 14 15 you think like once you turn 18 and you go to college like you're gonna be an adult yeah I'm still waiting to feel like an adult it hasn't happened yet right but I would picture myself in college so grown up, what my life was going to be like. Why do I feel like I pictured it? See, once again, I say TV shows, but I'm thinking what just came to my head as you say that was like Zoe 101. Oh my God. You know, they have like those little like mopeds or whatever yeah. they call them in the show and they look so cool. They each have their own colored moped. It's like, it wasn't like that. No, it sure wasn't. It sure wasn't. So what did you picture yourself at like 17? You're starting to think about colleges. Mm-hmm walk us through that phase how did you decide what type of college you want to go to where you're going to apply etc I don't know why I feel like there was nowhere that I felt like at the time when I remember applying and I was like nowhere's like calling my name you know and I was like I don't really want to go like look at places I don't know I feel like I wasn't really feeling motivated like not like I didn't want to go I just feel like nothing maybe I shouldn't know better kind Mm -hmm. of thing so it kind of got to the point where I was like all right time to apply and the only two places I applied were Iowa and ASU interesting (laughs) those are the only two places and I I had um there were some girls that were older than me that I was friends with that graduated obviously the year before me and there was they were at ASU and they were loving it and so I feel like that also kind of maybe played a factor in that but and I want to live somewhere warm Mm -hmm. who doesn't hate the winter but you went to Iowa went to Iowa (laughs) born and raised corn fed baby go (laughs) Hawks forever but I feel like those were kind of my thoughts and then I just kind of was like well I could either pay a hundred million dollars to go to college or in-state tuition yeah (laughs) that was kind of the final factor there very fair so do you when it came down to it like you applied to those two places and it came down to it to like kind of an easy decision yeah but I was also kind of salty I feel like I was like oh it's gonna be like high school 2.0 like and I was annoyed about that but I remember ending up liking it like it makes a big college feel smaller even if it's someone you know that you don't associate with but it's someone from high school like just waving at them and being like oh my god hi Mm -hmm. it's like that's cool seeing someone yeah that you did know for sure mm-hmm. and it's hard to start completely over at that age, at any age but like that's that makes going to college and moving out of home and all that a little less daunting which is nice absolutely okay what about you what were your college thoughts if you remember oh bitch <laughs> <laughs> actually I know you remember um so I applied to like five schools I don't even know if I could remember all of them but the main ones that ended up like in my decision pool were San Diego State UC Santa Barbara, Alabama, and Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, two in-state, two out-of-state. But I lived in California, so in-state really doesn't mean shit. Because I was going to go to a UC. So that's just as expensive. Right. So that didn't weigh as much in my decision, just because it really wasn't that big of a difference. 
I ruled out San Diego State. I, I remember I toured it with my mom and I cried on the drive back home because I wanted to like it so bad and I hated it. it. (laughs) There's no worse feeling than that. (laughs) It was so bad and my boyfriend at the time, which this was high school, lived in San Diego (laughs) and so I was like, well, I have to go there because he's going to go there and I have to be with him and I cannot do distance. You cannot. Um, Yeah, so then I stopped, cried Mm. and took that out of the running. (laughs) And then we went to the South and toured schools. And so we did Tennessee and Alabama. I just liked Alabama better than Tennessee. I didn't really have anything to, like, judge them against besides each other. Mm-hmm. And campus-wise, I liked Alabama better. Hmm. So now we're down in Alabama, Santa Barbara. I literally, and to this day, I'm still this indecisive. I graduated. The day I graduated from high school, I still hadn't picked a college. Oh, wow. I accepted both. Like, I paid the, like, down payment or whatever acceptance fee for both because I – was like so indecisive and then ultimately I flipped a coin flipped a coin mm-hmm. wow <laughs> you still have that coin I still have that have coin. you flipped it to make any important decisions oh I sure fucking have oh, yeah nice I feel like I kind I knew where I wanted to go like I feel like I always my gut feeling was go to Alabama like go and do something new and experience something and Mm -hmm. UC Santa Barbara isn't really a college town they don't have a football team it's a great school it's beautiful but I always pictured myself like going to like a college town I feel like because I would watch tv yeah right and they were in these like big like I think at the time I was watching um One Tree Hill oh you know and they're just like in the south in their towns I'm like that's where I need to be exactly um so I feel like I always gut feeling knew it was gonna be Alabama and yeah. then I flipped my coin and it landed on Alabama I was like I'm fucking going Hell yeah <laughs> can you imagine though I mean both Iowa and Bama Bama way more but big football schools it's yeah like, can you big sports schools like can you imagine just not going to a school's sports no now that now that we did I don't know like, like the I'm, camaraderie around that is yeah. so fun went to every home football game my senior year and it was the best time ever yeah like, I cannot imagine okay how did you pick your major Oh, and like what advice would you give if you could go back? Like, what would you do differently? Yeah. Okay. I honestly think I went in like undecided major. I didn't know. I did not know what the hell I wanted to do. And then I went in. I remember talking to a counselor at Iowa and they're kind of like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I like like I like learning about people and things. And they're like, all right, maybe you should major in sociology for now. Whatever. Went back my sophomore year because I was like, I don't know if this is it. Like I like like sociology classes, but like. I don't know. I was like, I feel like I need a little more. And I was like, I kind of like, like criminology things, whatever. And they were like, Ooh, they're actually, we're starting a criminology major, but not until it was like my second semester, sophomore year. So they're like, we'll just put you on like the criminology track. Like we know some of the courses, but then you'll just be like one of the first people to ever be a criminology major here. And I was like, sick. Cool. So yeah. So that was really kind of it. I feel like with those intentions, I wanted to help kids. And that was really what I wanted to do. And, but then it was just interesting how much you learn just from, I had an internship at the juvenile courts office and it's like just the kids, they just kind of come from broken homes and it was really sad. And I was like, right out of college, I'd be so emotionally draining. And so just being realistic with myself, honestly, I always came to Chicago growing up for Lollapalooza and I would, we would walk around the city and I was like, I'm moving here one day. I'm moving here. I want to live in a big city. Like I got like this, the feeling that we all get in the city when you're like coming back from a trip or something and you're kind of like, oh, going back to the city, but then you're here and you're just like, oh, I'm home, Mm -hmm. you know, the adrenaline rush. And so after college, I skipped out on the criminology major didn't use it at all went into technology 
but I kind of chose what I thought would make me happier just overall in life at this time mm-hmm. than my career because I don't know I feel like there's a point where I did think it's like my like having the career I want to a T is what's gonna make me happy but yeah I feel like now once again kind of going back to people full circle I'm happy with the people I work with and that also makes me happy in my job which I feel like is just what you learn as you get older it's so interesting that you point out that you just prioritized kind of your life more than your career because I feel like that there's different timelines for literally everything you have kind of like your personal life timeline and then your career timeline like I want to be promoted at this age I want to get married at this age etc and certain people really prioritize the different things I was just recently talking to someone and they were saying how like if they were to get somebody at my current company if they were to get x raise or promotion then they wouldn't leave but Mm. if not then they're gonna to move they're gonna move cities right and it's like because they want to move she's ready to be out of the city but she would stay for x amount of money and x position and that's her prioritizing her career timeline over her personal timeline because she wants to leave she's ready yeah but she wouldn't if it meant xyz for her career but it doesn't sound like you would make that decision you would make a personal timeline decision over a career timeline decision yeah i Mm -hmm. think so for sure i mean i did that yeah i kind of almost did that in my job before this too I wanted to move and was kind of also trying to use my career to do it. <laughs> I was trying to combo platter that thing, but didn't oh, yeah, work out. You might as well and we're still here, but I'm like, you know what? Timelines work out they should, and I'm meant to be here in the city, and things have been going well since then. So God, I could not imagine if you would have moved. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> I probably would be back by now. Oh, I would hope so. Yeah. Yeah. That's see, it's interesting because I was so indecisive about college, but I knew what I wanted to do. You like did. since I was sixteen, I was going to be an accounting major and I was going to work at the company I work at. I had decided that so long ago That's so that I was crazy. going to work there. And so when I got that job, like this job out of college, that was exactly it. And I chose Chicago, but that's the next time I used the coin was I was applying to jobs between Chicago and New York. And again, my gut feeling was Chicago because my best friend was here mm-hmm. and I really wanted to come back and be with her. But I was like, oh, but New York, like that was kind of always a thing in the back of my mind. And that was like kind of a pillar of success for me was to like be corporate in New York. That does not stand like true in my mind anymore. Mm -hmm. There's other places to be successful. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, But I flipped the coin and it was Chicago and I was like, yes. Mm -hmm. So we're doing it. Huh. See, and look at you now. Yeah. I couldn't imagine my life any different. Right. But that's the crazy thing because if I would have gone to Santa Barbara, I don't think I ever would have left California. Right. So like I trusted my like my gut, like my intuition and I my life would be so, so different. I'm sure I would be just as happy because it would have happened as, yeah, as yeah. it should have should I have chosen that path, like that fork in the road. But yeah. it's crazy how literally the fucking quarter that's in my nightstand decided my fate and now here I am life yeah (laughs) shout out that quarter but I trusted it because it like both times it's leaned towards like my gut feeling Mm -hmm. me and the universe are hand in hand absolutely (laughs) you know what else I think plays a factor into all this stuff which I'm now that we're just talking about this is kind of coming to me like my subconscious I'm wondering if I'm always like low-key like I still want to be close to my family because it's like Iowa or University of Iowa is 30 minutes away from my hometown coming to Chicago four-hour drive like that's not bad kind of thing and so it's like but I feel like that's something we also think about when we're little families in different ways you know it's like 14 year old Micah probably would have been like I'm gonna be married by the time I'm 24 kids by 25 (laughs) just like not realistic at all for myself and not ready for any of that actually just like and those timelines really are they become 
more prominent in your like late high school especially once you have like a boyfriend or like early college and you have a boyfriend you're like I am gonna be like those people who marry my college sweetheart a year after we graduate we're gonna have kids in our late 20s -hmm. and that's exactly how it's gonna go and there's a lot of our friends or I guess I don't know a ton of yours that have gotten married recently but a lot of my friends are getting married or they're engaged and I'm sure kids will come you know soon after that because that's what they all want and that timeline suits them there really was a time and I was to school in the south so people ring by spring was a huge thing mm-hmm. there was really a time when I was in college that I thought I was gonna like be engaged by my senior year absolutely <laughs> do you think that's also <laughs> that would be crazy but can you do you think that also has something to do with going to a school in the south or not oh, at all I think so yeah because that the culture yeah so a lot of people in like the southern culture when they're raised that way they do get married a little bit younger and you know that they have kids a little bit younger but Mm -hmm. imagine if I would have married my boyfriend that I had when I was a senior in college I'd probably be divorced absolutely so would have been one of those things where you meet someone they're like I was divorced at 20 that timeline was not meant for me hell no (laughs) hell hell no (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah definitely this like being in the south definitely played a part in that but I have a really good friend group from college and two of them are engaged now, but it wasn't like a quick Southern engagement, like typical, I guess, typical South is what I want to say. There was no like ring by spring. Nothing was being rushed. It just is that they've met their person later in college and now we're four years removed from college. So it's, we're old enough and it works out. Um, But they're, my timeline got drastically derailed. But you know what? That's also ago. okay that we oh, all yeah. have different timelines. Imagine what if the world worked that way, our simulation. It was like <laughs> graduate college, get married two years later, babies two years later. Could you imagine? <laughs> like what if that was like beep, 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 beep. Okay, I want to talk about the difference in timelines that's instilled on women and men. Ooh, okay. Well, we have like a body timeline too. That doesn't help. Our biological clock. Our biological clock. But also I do feel like now that like there's advancements in technology and medicine, like you can freeze your eggs. You can do a lot of things to make sure that you can still achieve everything that you want, even if it's later in life. Kourtney Kardashian? A Kravis baby? Oh my gosh! <laughs> That's really just who came to my head. No, She's actually, what, forty-five. Mm-hmm. Just got pregnant. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And this was after I was freaking out after rounds that. of IVF that didn't right. work. Right. And they were just like, "We're gonna try naturally. We're gonna leave it up to how it goes." And of course, it's risky. We're not trying to say like, "Oh, have a baby at fifty because they're right. unless you want to." But there is health risks, so For take sure. that into consideration. But nobody needs to be pressured into having kids before they're 30 if they're not ready you have time right you have time and they did I feel like they've always been so positive about it like Mm -hmm. just so uplifting so like just like they're like if it works then it's meant to be if we're meant to have a baby together it will happen kind of thing and they didn't stop trying and they just kept on kept on kept on kept on keep on keeping on what you know there's a um Kim K actually said this that she didn't make it this far to not be happy making it this far so it's like if you have come this far in your life and it hasn't happened as it should. Like, you're good. You're good. Enjoy it. Ride sure. it out. Absolutely. Yeah, I just, people put external pressures. It's like, if you don't want to have a baby before you're 30, that is okay. Mm-hmm. You can have one at 35 if you want. Please, 38. Yeah. Courtney. Whenever it suits you. Right. But men, I don't know. I don't, I'm like trying to think. I feel like I've never heard guys stress Talk about, about these timeline. Me either. I don't know, but I feel like there's things that we like doing. Like, I feel like there's things that make us feel more independent. And I feel like we, like, thrive on our independent 
whiteness. We as women or we as you and me? I don't know. I'm kind of doing we as you and me, but I feel like a lot of our friends in our lives also do. Like, that's just something we hold close to our... Birds of a feather flock together. Yeah. What? (laughs) Birds of a feather flock together. Uh, (laughs) I love that. (laughs) That's like... I feel like that's how we usually can generalize things because that's our experience between us and all of our friends but it's because we're similar to our girlfriends yeah very true yeah yeah we need that and that's why I get along with your friends so well and why you get along with mine so well is because right we're all we all have the same ideologies exactly so but okay but think sense. about guys when you ever hear rarely guys don't like I guess they don't talk about like being independent but what like I'm just trying to think of something to measure their timeline of well, things like, we hear yeah from I don't guys. think they really talk about a timeline this would be really interesting I need to remember to talk to a man about this soon mm-hmm Okay, this is a, a little bit of a tangent, but somewhat of the same thing. There's a, I don't know, I want to say I read this, or maybe it's a mantra of somebody's or something, but it's like women get married, like when they meet the person they want to marry, but men get married when they decide they want to get married, regardless of who they're with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like maybe that's where their timeline comes into to play. It's like, okay, they've been doing their independent thing, hanging out with their bros, doing their career. And then when they're ready, okay, I guess I'll get married. And whoever they're with at the time is who they marry. Absolutely. And that's the terrifying. They're just like, they clicks in their head. They're like, oh, it's time to settle down. Yeah. And I'm (laughs) sure this is not like all men, but there, I can think of a few people that I've known in the past or know right now, or just have heard of that. I'm like, yeah, that actually does make sense just because of the way that their relationship has gone or the things I've heard about it or whatever. Right. And it's like, now you're getting married, but it's like, maybe they do just, there's no pressure up until they do hit a certain age or a certain time in their career where they're like, now I'm successful, I'm financially stable, wife. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe that is all it takes. Simple-minded creatures. That's what we... And good enough is good enough. And good enough is good enough. Good enough. They don't strive for like perfection. Not that we necessarily do, but I feel like we have like standards that we live up to, like things we want in a man and we're like... Not going to settle for less than that. Right. Even if that fucks up your timeline. Right. Even if that fucks up the timeline. Mm-hmm. Important. I, I think that's one of the major things. When I broke up with my boyfriend a couple of years ago, I dated him all through college, all through and ending years of college and a couple of years out, a year out. God, that was a long time. <laughs> oh, anyways. So when we broke up. One of the major things, which looking back, hindsight is twenty twenty. I'm like, this was really bad to have been my focus. That really should have been very telling. But one of the major things was like, fuck, now I'm 24 and I have to start over, mm. which 24 is a baby. A baby. A baby. Well, we know our right from left. Hell fucking no. Mm-hmm. Ass from elbow, no clue. <laughs> None of them. None of them. <laughs> She's coming in with all the Shelbyisms today, y'all. All of them. Yeah. So I'm like, but that was literally one of my main concerns. I was like packing up my shit, moving out of our shared apartment. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to die alone at 24. Okay. Isn't it sad though that your, your thought process was, oh, I'm starting over. It's like, no, you're moving forward. Yeah. You know, I'm it's moving like, on. You're moving on. That was not serving you. Not at all. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm, you know, out nearing 27, I'm like, I cannot even imagine myself being married right now or even being close to getting married. Like dating, yes. Maybe dating the person I would hope to marry, yes. But not anywhere near the realm of ready to be someone's wife and having to buy a house and all of the things that come with starting that next chapter of your life. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not there yet. Right. And my friends that are there, 
two of my girlfriends just recently got engaged and with their relationships and where they are in their relationships it makes perfect perfect sense Mm -hmm. and I was never there in mine so it's like thank god yeah so true yeah see and that's really cool you think about that about their relationships too though and you're like hell yeah oh yeah you're gung-ho for them I would mirror my next relationships off of theirs yeah yeah I love that (laughs) cute that's how I know that's literally that's how I feel better about my lack of timeline because Mm-hmm. My shit looks nothing like theirs. Right. <laughs> right. And that is okay. Do it as you will. As you will. There's no right or wrong timeline. Okay. What do you think about when you're making these decisions and like things that you have this external pressure? Do you think that you can really just follow your intuition, like your gut feeling? Or do you think that you think about it more logically? Mm. Like this is what I should do, but this is what I want to do. That is a great question. I feel like you're good at following your intuition. I think I am too. Mm-hmm. I do think there's a little bit of a logic factor that does come into play nowadays. But before, would I think about that fully? Like maybe not. But I like I like weighing out pros and cons and yeah. realistic and non-realistic things that could happen in those scenarios. Yeah. You know, there's there there really is how they say like your mental health affects your gut health and vice versa. There actually still there is another tie to like your intuition and your logical thinking. It's not super, super scientific, but I did mm-hmm. read this in a Harvard journal. Wow. And I, I always think about it when I, like, have, like, a gut reaction. I'm like, oh, these are connected. So I can I can use a little bit of weight on that. Yeah. I need my gut to tell me something soon. I'm trying to think of, like, the last time I've, like, had a gut feeling about maybe when we pick dinner tonight when I'm looking at the menu. <laughs> I'm going to have wings. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What if I'm debating between the wrap and the fucking... I get it. But even, you know? cause like, but honestly, doesn't it feel kind of nice that you're in a place in your life where your decisions are that minimal because you've, you yeah. did, you made the career choices, you have the relationship, like you, you got yourself to the point, fuck the timeline. Fuck the timeline. To the point where you're just like, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Yeah, it does feel good. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Love it. And on that note, we're going to end with another bestie questie. Bestie questie. These are so cute. You guys have to be patient with us when we do these because sometimes they're just so surface level. I think this is supposed to like, maybe you do this on like a first friend date. You're trying to have a bestie? Yeah. You're trying to make <laughs> someone your bestie? Oh, Cute. what is the best compliment you could receive? <gasps> oh. Okay, give me, give me a um, like surface level, like um, what is this appearance wise? Yeah. Like a physical and then a non-physical compliment that you like. Ooh, I love when people tell me they like my hair. Like, random people every once in a while, once in a blue moon, someone will be like, someone randomly, like, I love your hair. I'm like, oh, I'm like, thank you. We work hard on her, so <laughs> yeah. thank you. That's my surface level one. Personality-wise, everyone loves, like, the your funny comment. Mm-hmm. But, like, my deeper one is I love when people will randomly just be like, you're under- you seem understanding. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's or, a like, you're warm kind of thing. Like, yeah. when someone can just, like... Mm-hmm. feel you yeah Ooh, I, like I like that, that. those are good mm-hmm. what good. about you Tell I think me. my surface level is I like when people compliment my smile mm-hmm. that makes me happy mm-hmm. um and then deeper I like when people tell me that I am a good listener yeah you know like they feel I'm that I'm engaged when they're speaking to me absolutely well I love that yeah that's, that's a, a good, good one too Makes me feel warm and fuzzy. Absolutely. <laughs> Ooh. All right. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. As always, we're so happy to be here with you guys. Always. Again, 
like, follow, rate, subscribe, share it with your friends. We are just one dot podcast on Instagram, just number one. Oh, that's just kidding. Oh, I need to like get these aligned. It's just number one podcast on Instagram, just one dot podcast on TikTok. Share it with your friends, your families, everybody. DM us if you have thoughts on these topics. We love to hear from you guys, and we'll talk next week. Bye. See ya. I'm on my mind, tasting the fire, racing, flood aside, I'm off a bottle of